Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. Remember when there was this virus? Remember how it was a novel respiratory coronavirus that started in Wuhan, China? Remember how there was a lab in Wuhan that studied novel respiratory coronaviruses? Remember how it's called the Wuhan Novel Respiratory Coronavirus Lab? And remember how we were told that this lab had nothing to do with the release of the novel respiratory coronavirus. Oh, and remember how if anyone ever hinted that the Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab had anything to do with the release of the virus, then you were classified as a right-wing extremist spouting fringe misinformation and needed to be stopped. <laughs> and, and remember how you were banned from any social media platform if you even hinted at such a dangerous, racist, violent thing. Well, from the Daily Wire comes this. Tuesday evening, FBI Director Christopher Wray confirmed that his department believes that COVID likely escaped from a lab in Wuhan. Now, upon reading that statement, Senator Josh Hawley, he called for the U.S. government to declassify the intelligence related to the origins of the pandemic. Hawley isn't alone in calling for more sunlight on the issue. At least one former key Trump administration official from the Department of Energy is calling for transparency as well. Both men are correct in demanding that the public have access to that information after years of unanswered questions and secrecy on the topic. Now, Ray told Fox News, Brett Baer, that, quote, the FBI has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. That's what he said. That's a, that's a quote directly from Christopher Ray. Now, Ray justified the conclusion by pointing out that his bureau has agents, professionals, uh, analysis, uh, virologists, microbiologists, etc., who focus specifically on dangers of biological threats, including, but not limited to, novel viruses like COVID and the dangers such diseases could pose. Yet, the American people have been told nothing but lies and distortions and government-approved narratives since the start of COVID. The journalists and pundits who, who dissented from that accepted version of truth were banned and branded crazy conspiracists. In turn, trust in both government and media reached all-time lows in recent years. And it seems that only a full release of information, as, as called by Holly and, and others, 
could allow the American people to to assess the situation for themselves and have confidence in the truth. Unfortunately, the current administration seems unwilling to release anything that could potentially embarrass or expose the Chinese Communist Party. So rather than have access to full and clear data on the topic, U.S. citizens must piecemeal the story together. So let's let's start to do that here, can we? Because that raises another question. What is the Biden administration really so afraid of regarding Wuhan and COVID? And the question might be answered with another question. Why was a Chinese communist-controlled lab receiving U.S. tax dollars? It seems that that is the question that many inside the Beltway don't want you to, to be asking, especially FBI Director Christopher Wray, based on his comments on Tuesday afternoon. Quote, so here you're talking about a potential leak from a Chinese government controlled lab that killed millions of Americans. This is what Ray told Fox News's Brett Baird. I will just make the observation that the Chinese government, it seems to me, has been doing its best to try to thwart and obfuscate the work, unquote. Now, in other words, it sounds as if Ray is blaming the, the pandemic solely on the Chinese government and its Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, based on all available evidence, the Chinese Communist Party does indeed deserve plenty of criticism. We're not saying it doesn't. Yet just because the Wuhan Institute of Virology, or the WIV, implicated by Ray, was controlled, as he put it, by the CCP, that does not automatically mean that actors in the United States are completely faultless for this leak. Now, based on data in in a recent report published by the internal federal watchdog, uh, the United States of America and its bureaucratic maze of um, pathogenic research requirements and lackadaisical oversight could also be a culprit. That means that the first dirty open secret is that Wuhan did receive taxpayers' money, albeit indirectly, as we will explain in a minute. But perhaps the larger story being kept in the dark is that the money may be may have contributed to COVID itself, and possibly that we need more information to, to, to answer this. For background, now, the WIV worked with EcoHealth Alliance, a U.S.-based non-governmental organization focusing on specific research and pandemic pre- prevention for five years between 2014 and 2019. EcoHealth Alliance was using a portion of American taxpayer-backed grants given to it by the National Institutes of Health to partner with WIV, specifically to focus on coronaviruses in bats. Now, while this sort of transaction is fairly commonplace in the scientific industry, a recently released Health and Human Services Department Office of Inspector General report indicates that both NIH and EcoHealth Alliance were careless 
in their business dealings with the Chinese lab. That, uh, that alleged trail of negligence, it seems, has left numerous questions in its wake, particularly just how dangerous the research being conducted at WIV was and its re- uh, relation to the COVID pandemic. Now, according to the IG document released in January, NIH and Ecolab, or I'm sorry, EcoHealth Alliance had established monitoring procedures for the WIV lab. Yet both failed to comply with those, those measures. Given the potential danger of the experiments being conducted by these groups, irresponsibly it raises major alarms. I mean, according to to, to, to these government um, reports, and without going into every detail of the 72-page report, NIH did not believe that EcoHealth Alliance and WIV would be engaged in what's called Enhanced Potential Pandemic Pathogens, or EPPPs. Now, when, when it was first given the grant money, they just didn't think they were going to be doing this kind of stuff. But per NIH's website, EPPPs research is, is a type of so-called gain-of-function research, or GOF, which requires additional oversight and higher approval. It should be noted here that Dr. Anthony Fauci was in charge of NIH's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases at that time. And he has long denied that U.S. taxpayers' uh, dollars funded gain-of-function re- uh, uh, research, which enhances the transmissibility of, of potential, uh, the potency of a virus, and particularly in Wuhan. Now, in 2018, after regulations regarding the gain-of-function uh, were lessened, NIH added a special term to its agreement with EcoHealth. That quote, should experiments um, proposed in this award result in a virus with enhanced growth by more than certain specified benchmarks involving log growth increases, um, then EcoHealth must notify the NIAID immediately. Now, according to federal officials, EcoHealth Alliance was instructed to provide a five-year progress report in 2019 about the experiments. The NGO allegedly failed to file a progress report and only did so after NIH requested it in 2021. However, NIH was two years late in requesting that process report, according to the federal watchdog, and when Then, when NIH finally saw the report in 2021, it, quote, believed there was evidence that the research conducted by EcoHealth's sub-recipient, WIV, during year five resulted in enhanced growth, unquote, and that it should have immediately notified the NIAID back in 2019. For its part, EcoHealth Alliance has argued that the specific rules were not clear in the first place and that the conclusion it engaged in enhanced growth or gain of function is based on a misinterpretation of what the experiment in question actually showed. That's what they say. 
And in 2021, NIH further requested that EcoHealth Alliance re retrieve documentation from WIV and submit it to the NIH to clarify what happened. Now, WIV has yet to turn over the documentation, right? And has shown no sign of being willing to comply uh, since 2020. But NIH is blaming EcoHealth Alliance for this mess and, and, of course, vice versa. Both are blaming the WIV in various degrees and, and claim no conclusion can be reached until it provides more information. So that means that we may never know what happened at the WIV with U.S. taxpayer money right before the pandemic hit. Now it appears that the director of the FBI wants all Americans to have their focus squarely on the Chinese government and no other entity regarding COVID. And perhaps he has good reason for doing so. If COVID actually did come from the lab, then the IG report leads one to wonder whether taxpayer money given to EcoHealth Alliance was involved in its creation. If that theory were proven true, which EcoHealth Alliance has admittedly denied, then it could be an indictment of America's entire health establishment and an internal embarrassment. It would also mean that both the Chinese and American governments are to blame are to be are, are to blame for the world's last three years of misery. And in that case, then it is remarkably easy to see why Ray would publicly scrutinize the Chinese government controlled lab and not the American funded NGO and the US health agency connected to it. Now, since we are all we we already know that U.S. taxpayer dollars were involved in allegedly questionable research in Wuhan. Perhaps Ray doesn't want any more details about that exactly, how that exactly went. And, 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 and he doesn't want that to escape the swamp. But the dots are now being connected. If, if Anthony Fauci's uh, desperate years-long effort to hide evidence that, that the mist mystery bat virus came out of China's mystery bat virus laboratory is finally unraveling. Well, don't blame Christian Anderson. The FBI, um, the, the Department of Energy, and, and the U.S. Senate investigation have all determined that COVID, which has now killed nearly 7 million people around the world, likely emerged from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And in doing so, they seem to have rejected Fauci's, well, improbable claim that the mystery bat virus broke out just a couple of football fields away from the mysterious bat virus lab. And completely independent of the dangerous research Fauci's agency was likely funding inside. Anderson, a British virologist uh, with the San Diego-based Scripps Research Institute, had even more reasons. Than, than mere proximity to suspect a lab leak back in January of 2020 when, when COVID was just starting to emerge. Anderson and three virologists uh, peers had, had studied the genome sequence of SARS-CoV-2 and, and suspected right away that it was cooked up in a lab, not a, a bowl of bat soup from Wuhan Food Court or something, right? He said, quote, Eddie, 
Bob, Mike, and myself all find the genome inconsistent with expectations from evolutionary theory. This is what Anderson wrote in an email to Fauci. And get this, this is the date, January 31st of 2020. Now, the consensus Anderson spoke of was between Edward C. Holmes of the University of Sydney, Robert F. Gary of uh, Tulane University, Michael Farzan, uh, also of Scripps Research. And they were sure COVID was engineered, at least until after a follow-up conference call with Fauci just days later, the subject of which we don't know. We don't know what that phone call was about. But after that call, and on February 2nd, an, an email from Fauci's then boss, Dr. Francis Collins, you remember her, right? Warning that tra- that, that transaction uh, for the lab leak theory could mean the voices of conspiracy will quickly dominate, doing great potential harm to science and international harmony. That's, that was the that exact quote. And Anders- Anderson changed his mind or at least his position, because by February 4th, he was characterizing claims the mystery bat virus came from mysterious bat virus lab as one of several crackpot theories, as he called them, about COVID's origin. And in March of that year, he co-published a paper in the Journal of Natural Medicine that declared COVID was not made in the laboratory or purposefully manipulated. A few months later, Anderson got a, get this, $1.88 million research grant from Collins National Institute of Health, according to the author Andrew Huff. Now, we we only know about Anderson's original email to Fauci, thanks to a Freedom of Information Act request by BuzzFeed News, more than a year later. And Anderson's abrupt about-face lent credibility to Fauci's insistence that COVID couldn't possibly have been man-made, a claim slavishly parroted by the willing liberal press and social media, and and voraciously enforced by the fact-checked industry (laughs) that worked to demonize any site that dared suggest the mystery bat virus may have come out of the mysterious uh, uh, bat virus lab. Well, the National Medicine uh, uh, article concluded that of all the locations on the planet where a deadly, never-before-seen mutation of a bat virus could have broken out, it happened in the shadow of a laboratory that conducted research on bat viruses, yet had nothing to do with the lab. You you might have called BS on that from your Barca lounger back then, right? And then President Trump certainly did. He said, quote, yes, I have, Trump replied on April 30th of 2020, when Fox News reported reporter asked him if he had seen evidence that COVID leaked from the lab. And Trump, Trump went on to uh, just infuriate the left, really, by calling COVID the China virus. Remember that? And he was, he was racist for doing so and blaming the World Health Organization for allowing Beijing to hide its catastrophic malfeasance. Now, if Trump said it was a a lab leak and Fauci said it wasn't, well, 
you know where big media and and fact check inc and the 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 late night woke jokers and 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 facebook and and pre-elon musk twitter stood thanks in part to senator Rand paul actually we've since learned fauci's motivation for for fibbing and lying his uh, his agency had almost certainly funded dangerous gain of function research on bat viruses in in the wuhan lab through grants uh, to EcoHealth Alliance, as we as as we discussed, and and we may never have ha- have clarity about uh, how knowing the the origin of the virus early on could have changed how scientists and health officials and elected leaders responded to, to the pandemic. What was always the most plausible and obvious scenario was buried because Fauci wanted to keep his own uh, his own potential culpability under wraps. And the media wanted to believe Fauci over Trump and their own lying eyes. And, and Christian Anderson, well, Fauci gave him nearly two million dollar million reasons to say the mystery bat virus didn't come from the mysterious bat virus lab. And now those that questioned what we were told and what we were, what we were being told by Mister Science himself are being vindicated. And, and, and I hate to be a told you so, but I did tell you so. <laughs> John, and so did John Stewart, John Stewart, a, a, a die in the wool liberal who, who once hosted the daily show was ripped by fellow liberals when he vehemently, and in quite a funny way, <laughs> he declared nearly two years ago that the coronavirus emerged from the lab in Wuhan, China. And that was on June in it was in June of 2021, he took endless guff from critics because of it. It turns out he was right, at least according to the new report, of course, by the U.S. Energy Department that we've we've been talking about. Quote: First of all, I wasn't waiting on the Department of Energy to weigh in on this. Stewart said this this past week on his podcast, and he pointed out that he was doing what humans do, pondering. And he was wondering why the 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 virus came from a, a a place where there just happened to be a laboratory studying coronaviruses like COVID. And he said, "Quote: The larger problem with all of this is the inability to discuss things that were within the realm of possibility without falling into absolutes and and you know a litmus test each litmus testing each other for our potential." allegiances as it arose from that. And he said, my bigger problem with, uh, with that was I thought it was pretty good, a pretty good bit that expressed kind of how I felt. And the two things that came out of it were, I'm a racist against Asian people <laughs> and how dare I align myself with the alt-right. That's what happens when you question the, the, the conventional wisdom being pressed by liberal media. And while social media uh, suppresses anything that runs counter to that wisdom, Stewart let, the, let loose on his critics who blasted him back in June of 2021. He said, quote, the part that I didn't like about it is the absolutes and the dismissive, the like 
F you. I'm, I'm done with you. I will never forgive you. You have crossed an unforgivable line. You've expressed an opinion that is antithetical to mine or just not mine altogether, is what Stuart said. And of course, these are co- coming from the people who supposedly love everyone. And in a, in, a, in a wild appearance on the late night show, the Stephen Colbert uh, and an animated Stewart went on to uh, on a rant about the original COVID. He he towed the uh, towing the, the liberal line Colbert, of course, you know, he's very liberal, uh, said, well, do you mean perhaps there's a chance that this was created in a lab? If there's evidence, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> of course, Stewart said a chance. Oh my God, he said, he goes, there's a novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. And that's just a little too weird, don't you think? I mean, he he went on to note the absurdity of the virus emerging in a city with the coronavirus lab. And I love this analogy. he says, he says that there's been an, an outbreak of, of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel mated with a coca bean. Or it's the effing chocolate factory. Maybe that's it. <laughs> he can be a little funny at times, right? But of all the commentary I have seen on this, I, I, I think... Ben Shapiro uh, puts it puts it best. He said this. He said, first, it was supposedly a conspiracy theory. Then it was banned. And finally, it was true. The so-called lab leak theory of the origins of, of COVID, uh, the theory that COVID originated in a lab at Wuhan Institute of Virology and then was uh, unintendedly loosed, was always the most probable explanation for the outbreak of the deadly virus. But for well over a year, it was considered verboten to mention the lab leak theory. And then Senator Tom Cotton um, posed that the possibility of the lab leak in in February of 2020, he was roundly mocked by the media. And, And the New York Times headlined, Senator Tom Cotton repeats fringe theory of coronavirus origins. How about the Scientific American, right? A a wonderful publication headlined this in March of of 2022. The lab leak uh, hypothesis made it harder for scientists to seek the truth. Facebook actively quashed attempts to uh, uh, disseminate the, the theory. And Anthony Fauci went on national television and downplayed the theory as well. So why? Why did they do that? Well, I think two reasons are obvious. First, the powerful institutions had a stake in downplaying the Chinese origins of the virus in order to shift blame to the rest of the world. Certainly, that was China's game. In in all likelihood, coronavirus was spreading in China as as early as October of of 2019, and the government covered it up. And and they covered it up for months. But that was also the game of the World Health Organization as well. Members of the American government, like Fauci, uh, also had a stake in in, uh, smothering questions about American funding, uh, you know, gain-of-function research in Wuhan. Then there's the second reason. All the wrong people were repeating the lab leak theory. And as one of MSNBC's resident hacks 
um, said, and they admitted on Twitter, quote, the simple reason why so many people weren't keen to discuss the, the lab leak theory is because it originally uh, con- and conflated by the right with Chinese bioweapon conspiracies and and continues to be conflated by the right with anti-Fauci conspiracies. Blame the conspiracy theorists, as, as Nate Silver correctly noted. The bad people thought the lab leak might be true. Therefore, as journalists, we couldn't be expected to actually evaluate the evidence for it. So in other words, herein lies the lesson. A huge number of people have decided that there are, there are a cadre of people who are so vile that any opinion they touch is immediately toxified beyond investigation. Claims are not to be evaluated on their own merits. Instead, we can simply determine whether a claim ought to be supported based on those who oppose it. This helps to explain why political crossover has become nearly impossible. Among, uh, Among members of the general population, this is a problem, but not a fundamental one. But among those who pose as experts, the people who are supposed to be to, to serve as guides for people who outsource their political information uh, from media to scientific institutions, it's a fatal error. After all, experts are supposed to be impartial adjudicators of evidence. That's their entire job. We can evaluate on our own who we don't like, but we often need help to determine whether an argument has merits or not. And when experts become just like us, they determine their purpose, they undermine their purpose for existence. And that's precisely what happened with COVID. Whether whether it was ignoring the actual evidence regarding masks and mask mandates, the evidence regarding uh, regarding post-vaccination transmittability, or the evidence regarding the lab leak theory, experts decided that the wrong people had to be ignored. But they were wrong. And now... They have no credibility left. And you may agree with this. I, you may completely disagree with it. I do. I agree with it. But I would love to hear from you. And of course, you can always do that at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Organite Communications.